Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Todd Coconado Podcast on this Friday, 8-5-2022. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you so much for being here today. So much to talk about. The world is on fire. Thank God we have our faith in Jesus Christ. My goodness. Never was there more important, more important time in my lifetime to have a strong faith in Jesus. Let me just tell you that. Um, it is clearly crazy to see some of the things that this quote-unquote administration is implementing. Uh, I just spoke with a congressman this morning and found out that they're going to be pushing some things down the pike that churches are going to eventually, uh, if they have their way, and they're not going to put this through the normal congressional approval of a law like that, you know, like our founders uh, wanted the, you know, the constitution dictates, in other words, that, you know, the laws are made by Congress. But nowadays in this dictatorial era, I really believe this started going into full throttle under Obama. And he really started using the power of executive order and, you know, just going above and beyond what he really should be doing as the president, the commander in chief. There's three different branches of our governance here in the United States of America. You got the judicial, the executive, you know, and, and then, of course, you have the legislative. So the, the problem here is that they're now pushing things through kind of like they do in Europe, in the EU, with, with unelected officials and bureaucrats. And I guess, okay, so I have the, I have the Religious Liberty Coalition. And I know there's a lot of influencers nowadays on social media. There's a lot of people saying a lot of different things. And I get that. And, and some of them are very good. And I'm not here to be, uh, you know, mean-spirited or judgmental when it comes to some of these people that I do think are doing a decent work, getting the word out, things like that. But a lot of these people are really good at one thing, and that's fundraising. They're really good at making money. But, but my question to you, and this is where I always say test the spirits, is are they actionable? In other words, what are they actually doing other than making videos? Are they out there, you know, day by day fighting for our country? Are they, are they out there on the grassroots level connecting with community leaders and local leaders and congressmen and legislators and people in government official positions, you know, school board leaders? And, because that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing, and that's why my wife says, I, I probably don't know anybody in my life that works harder than you, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying we are here on the ground. When I'm not on the air, I'm in meetings, lunches. Yesterday, I just met with our, our, one of our chief lawyers, chief lawyers at the Religious Liberty Coalition, that you know, we were just kind of strategizing, and, and, and you know, some good things are happening that I can't really say on the air yet. Uh, but we're, you know, we're always doing things behind the scenes, trying to... Uh, you know, get ahead of what the next situation is going to be and how we can thwart it from these deep state cabal. That's why they hate us. That's why they're, they're, there's a target on my back. And when you see me do a live video and I, I may look tired and you say, oh, you look tired. Well, maybe I don't look like some of the other influencers that spend their whole day in the gym and getting Botox and well-rested and then they do the little video where they say some things and then they're done and that's their day and then the money comes in. Okay, that's not what this, this pastor is not doing that. So if I have bags under my eyes or I look tired, it's because we're in an absolute war. So this is where I would just implore you as the listener, you know, I thank you because some of you have really stepped up and you help us in our efforts. And I just want to thank you. It's about probably less than 10% of the listeners audience that have ever given, uh, probably less than 3%, I'd say, 
that actually keep this operation going. I mean, when we look at the stats and how many people listen to the broadcast, I mean, it, that's about the numbers. I mean, le- less than 10 have ever given. And, and as far as, you know, and thank you. Thank you to those who do. Because you are the ones that are making the difference. You are the ones that are keeping this operation going. And this isn't just a podcast. This isn't just a broadcast. This is an operation on the ground. We've got the Religious Liberty Coalition, Remnant.News, and the ministry all actionable. And we are constantly thinking of ways that, that are strategies from heaven, from up above. And I believe that's why the Lord has put us here for a time as this. And many of you are doing things in your community. And I want to say thank you. Thank you to those who are running for office. Thank you to those who are intercessors, who are praying for us. We need your prayers. Thank you. Anyway, this isn't all about me. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. But, uh, you know, CPAC is this week. Obviously, there's a lot of people in for CPAC. Uh, We are covering CPAC today. Uh, Hungarian uh, Prime Minister Orban was at CPAC. He actually just addressed CPAC and gave an amazing speech. And we're going to be covering this in today's broadcast because the Hungarians understand the challenge that's going on in this fight against the globalists. See, the globalists are basically people that are trying to implement the new world order, a one world global government, which, by the way, hates biblical Christianity. So anybody standing against them right now, like yours truly, a pastor that says, hey, I believe in sovereignty of a nation. I believe that we should have borders and we should protect the people and that uh, we should be able to have freedom of religion, like our founders, like you. You believe this. That's why you're listening to this broadcast. And if you don't, I would, I would question you, why? Why don't you? You want your life to be controlled by some bureaucrat that doesn't even know your name? That's going to tell you how much you can eat, how much you can drive, where you can travel, how much food you can buy at your home. I mean, total, total control. They can shut you down, just like you see on social media right now, where in America, I mean, we complain about censorship of the, of the people on the right. Pastors are getting censored. Now, I know churches that have been censored on Facebook. We saw our former president, President Trump, probably the best president of my lifetime, taken down from, you know, Twitter, Facebook, okay, censored. And so I've been heavily censored. I used to get over 1,000 people that would tune in on a live stream. We, we barely get 100 now. Do you think just all of a sudden all these people stop following me? No, because the followers have gone up. But now I notice they won't even let the followers go up. So it's, I'm basically stuck with whoever follows me, and only a few hundred people can come on the live stream because they don't even know I'm live. So we're going to be switching over to Rumble pretty soon. And I would please ask that you would follow our Rumble channel, which is the Todd Coconato Show. We're going to keep speaking the truth. I just spoke with uh, some of our team this morning. And what we're going to start doing, we're going to put up videos on every one of these free speech platforms. From BitChute to Brighteon to Gab TV to Rumble, we're putting it up. Every time we do a video, I'm tired of this censorship. And so we're going we're gonna to kick in a high gear because whenever... Things are, are looking like they're coming against us and we're like, okay, what do we do? We regroup and we get a strategy and we say, we are not going to let them censor our voice. Not in America, not today. Get behind me, Satan. That's what we, we are. We are ready for this. Okay. This is what we've been made for. And so you pick the fight with the wrong people. But if you globalists think that you're going to take our country, take our freedoms, take our rights 
take our liberties, take our religious liberties, indoctrinate our kids. So anyway, the congressman was telling me that there's this thing coming down the pike here where they're going to cause, it's going to force churches and nonprofit organizations to have to fund the castration. Yeah, you're hearing me correctly, and I even hate saying that word, but I have to. The, the castration of young people. In other words, if, if somebody works for you and their, their child, you know, they're on the, the child's on their insurance and they work for you and you're at a church and they want to have a sex change operation, actually, you're going to have to pay for that as the employer, as the church. Oh, you heard me right. And, and if somebody that works for you and they're going to get real, real, real into this, okay, where if you don't hire somebody in the LGBTQ community, you could be sued like crazy. And if they work for you, and then they want to get a sex change operation, you actually have to pay for that out of the company's health care, you know, the, the insurance budget. This is, this is where we're going, friends. And they're going to they're gonna try to ram this through without even going to Congress. This is the latest information that we're getting. This is from a, a, a U.S. congressperson that, that said this to me. This is not secondhand information. This is not some conspiracy we, we've known for years that this is what they're going to do or they're trying to do. Well, now it's coming down the pike. Now it's coming, and it's, it's literally, they're looking at pushing this through probably in the next year or so. So churches would have to pay for sex change operations. And, and also, they're going to get really strict on if you don't hire somebody who's in the LGBTQ community or anybody else that you don't want to hire. There's going to be all, all different protected classes that if they come and interview at your church... And they feel like they were discriminated against in the interview process. You could literally get sued and they could win. Okay, this is the kind of madness. Now, I don't want to depress you. Okay, there's good news. And I'd love to share a bunch of good news with you. And I will. But this is what I'm hearing today. And so, you know, I'm kind of like, well, you know how the police, it's like they see, you know, all this domestic abuse and everything every day. And they start getting like, you know, like that's what they, their worldview ends up being what they see every day because they're on the front line. Well, that's kind of how it is for me. I'm on the front line. And so I see like probably the worst of the worst and like the stuff that's coming out and, and things that other people just don't see. But see, I'm, I'm really praying that the church understands the battle that we're in because this battle is very significant. It's very, very significant. So uh, anyway, we're, we're going to be right back after the break. This is the Todd Coconato Show. You can find me, toddcoconato.com. toddcoconato.com. We'll be right back after this. We got to keep fighting. We can't give up. We can't surrender. We can't back down. Now is not the time. We better get some energy and remember the battle that we're in. Amen? No, they can't take that away. We're not going to let them. That's why we're on the Reawake America Tour. I'm going to be going to Rochester next next week. Um, we're going to be up there with thousands of patriots. Actually, it's in an area called Batavia. And... Um, there's a great pastor. We had him on the show last week. Just a, a, a really great man who is really excited about us coming up there. In fact, Al, Alma Rivera, who was just on the show, she's doing revival meetings up there right now. Uh, so kind of getting it ready for us. Uh, so I'm very excited about what's going to happen in New York. Please pray for us. Pray for our protection. 
just make sure that everything ends up working okay, everything goes okay. Uh, we need to make sure that this is very important. Uh, but God is good. He's on the throne of glory. He never, he never has stepped down from the throne, and we're believing for protection, and we're believing for people getting saved and set free and healed and delivered out there. And we just believe that God is good. And he's going to move on our behalf in this nation, but we have to do our part and stand, right? Okay, I want to play a clip here. Uh, this is from Tucker Carlson. It's about a three-and-a-half-minute clip here. Uh, and he's going to talk about the Hungarian situation because I, I really want to get into this a little bit. Balazs Orban is Prime Minister Viktor Orban's political director. He joins us now to respond. Balazs, thanks so much for coming on. Boy, they it's so interesting. Out of all the, I mean, there are literally cannibals in charge of some countries on this globe. You have a country of 10 million people in Central Europe. It's a small country. They spend so much time hating you. What do you think that's about? So, hello, Tucker. It's uh, so good to see you. Uh, actually, since 2015, when from one day to another, 400,000 people tried to cross our borders illegally, and we made the decision to establish the fence. Uh, and try to protect our borders and maintain or at least regain law and order, we are under constant heavy pressure from the globalist um, elites. They think that if somebody is speaking against mass migration, that he or she should be racist or anti-Semite or, or, or whatever. It's crazy, but, uh, but this is uh, our policy is based on common sense. People are, our people are very proud. As you mentioned, we are a 1,000 years old uh, nation. We are in the middle of Europe, but culturally we are an island. We are very proud of uh, our history, our Judeo-Christian um, heritage, and want, we want to preserve it in that way. And uh, to do so, you have to be able to protect your borders. It's so simple. What's interesting is that the reality of Hungary, the experienced reality, when you go there, I mean, it's basically America 2005. I mean, it's a very moderate place with a more balanced freer press than we have, that's for sure. And this caricature that it's some kind of rip, that it's China, I mean, that must, that must affect you living there. You, you see these descriptions of your country that are just insane. They're disconnected from reality. Yeah, you know, you immediately, you immediately realize that uh, these accusations are, are politically motivated. Meanwhile, the people who are living there, they are very wise people. And my experience is the same here in the United States. If you speak to ordinary people, they, they know what is good for their country and they know what they want to uh, reject. They are just not satisfied with, with uh, the current administration or, or current um, elites. Uh, let me give you one example. We are the neighbors of Ukraine. So currently we are hosting uh, uh, one million uh, refugees for Ukraine. Some of them are staying, some of them are going forward. But we're talking about the 10 million country. But everybody knows that th those people are, uh, are, are fleeing from war. So there is no problem with them. Meanwhile, from the southern borders, illegal border crossers from, uh, from, from, from other civilization, from, from other parts of the world, they want to cross the country and, uh, and march through it and start a new life somewhere in, in, in Europe. And the ordinary people, they can differentiate. They, they know that on one hand, you have to be welcoming to the refugees and you have to say no. Uh, to illegal border crossers. It's so simple, as I mentioned.
It is, and, and inherently moderate. I, I, it's shocking to me that CNN aired something like that. I'm, I, let me apologize on behalf of American media. Thank you. Blash Orban, good to see you. All right, so they're, they're literally, this is uh, the Hungarian official uh, that's blasting the CNN misinformation on the Tucker Carlson show, and uh, he's defending Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, who, by the way, just spoke at CPAC, and I'm going to see if I can get some clips of that right now because he this man is one of the few that's willing to stand in our world right now he's like a donald trump you know he's like some of these other guys like in uh, brazil uh bolsonaro you know there's not a lot of these people that are really stepping up and standing up against the new world order and the globalists but let, let's play this clip now from cpac and uh this is the prime minister of hungary all right victor orban is going to come up now on the stage This is at 2022 CPAC conference live here in Dallas, Texas. We're going to be covering this. Here he comes. Thank you for helping us in our live coverage, by the way. He's just getting ready to speak right now. Thank you, everybody. It's great to be with you. It's fantastic to be here in Texas, the Lone Star State of the great United States of America. If I am correct, Lone Star State means that independence, freedom, and sovereignty are the dearest values in this part of America. If this is true, and it must be true as I look around, then we have something in common, even in Hungary is over 5,000 miles from Dallas. My country, Hungary, is the lone star state of Europe. The main difference between our countries is that, unfortunately, the Ewing oil company is not paying corporate income tax in Budapest. (laughs) But independence, freedom, and sovereignty is what we Hungarians fought for in the last 500 years. We vote for Christianity in the Middle and Modern Ages, and we fought for Christian democracy in the 20th century and continue to fight to this day. We are a nation of 15 million in the heart of Europe with a unique language. Pope Francis once told me that Hungarian was the official language in heaven because it takes an eternity to learn. It's just a slight exaggeration. That's probably enough to know about Hungary. As for myself, you should know that I am an old-fashioned freedom fighter. I am also the longest-serving prime minister in Europe, the only anti-migration political leader on our continent, a father of five, 
and grandfather to five grandchildren, a leader of a country that is under the siege of progressive liberals day by day. There are many things that a Central European anti-communist, old-fashioned freedom fighter raised under communist rule never dared to dream of. One of them is giving a speech at the CPAC here in the United States. In the land of the free, where the spirit of liberty shines brighter than at any other place on earth. Today, this dream came true, and I can never be grateful enough. So I want to thank the organizers for inviting me, especially Matt Schlapp, and thank you all for welcoming me. The most distinguished conservatives of the United States want me to speak at their conference. I was wondering in the last two or three weeks what you want to hear from me. I come from a thousand-year-old country with rich history, but let's be honest, Hungary is far from being a global superpower. The U.S. is a global superpower. Your leaders should give an opening speech at our conferences in Hungary. But I think you managed to confuse a lot of people by inviting me. For example, the leftist media. I can already see tomorrow's headlines. Far-right, European racist and anti-semi-strongman, the Trojan horse of Putin holds speech at conservative conference. But I don't want to give them any ideas. They know best how to write fake news. Instead, I tell you the truth. In Hungary, we introduced a zero-tolerance policy on racism and anti-Semitism, so accusing us is fake news, and those who make these claims are simply idiots. Uh, they are the industrial fake news corporation. That's what I was talking about. Progressive NGOs are probably confused as well. They are already busy writing their so-called research papers to inform Americans how I destroyed Hungarian democracy. According to their research, I managed to ruin Hungary's democracy in 2011. And then they say, I ruined it again in 2012. All right, so you get to, you kind of get the drift. I mean, I can't go through the whole speech. It's 35 minutes long, and we got to go to a break here. But this man just came over from Hungary. Here's a small country in, in Europe that is standing. And they only have, what, 15 million people, he said? And yet this country is willing to push back against the deep state globalists, and they're getting all different types of of attacks from the leftists. Uh, so it just shows you how pervasive this, this disease of leftism is. It's demonic. And see, the problem is, is the church has not called it what it is. The church hasn't called it demonic. Now, this man goes on to say a lot of amazing things, and I got to go to a break here. But when we come back, we'll play a little bit more, and then we'll kind of get into a little bit more of this. But I, I just want everybody to understand, when, when we talk about these things, it's not political. 
This is a spiritual attack on the values of, of biblical Christianity. And we are at Mount Carmel. And so we're at this important precipice. There's, there's no middle ground. You're either for the Lord or you're, you're reprobate mind. That's it. Okay, and that's what we're going to get in the last, last segment of the show today. We're going to talk about what a reprobate mind is. So we are doing coverage live from CPAC and talking about what the latest, uh, the biggest speech so far is, uh, you know, Hungary's Prime Minister, Victor, um, how do you say his last name? Orban, Orban, Victor Orban. He's the Prime Minister of Hungary, a man standing in Europe. Thank God for him. Thank God for people like him. Hallelujah. We'll be back. This is the Todd Coconado Show. ToddCoconado.com to support the program. ToddCoconado.com slash give. We need your support. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. For our futures, my responsibility. Yeah, I'm real good on the pressure. Being all. All right, this is the Todd Coconado Show. We want to welcome you back. We're talking about how the globalists are trying to take over the world. And so we got to understand what these guys are trying to do, their plan, their agenda. What are they actually trying to accomplish? They're trying to take away freedom and liberty. And that's why more people should be sounding the alarm and up in arms about this. But, you know, if you, they had the January 6th. So, you know, hey, don't do anything. Otherwise, you might be considered an insurrectionist. You know, you parents at the school board meeting, you're, you're going to be watched by the FBI, not the people who burned down the cities from Antifa, not the people. Whatever happened to the Chaz? Remember that when they literally closed down a whole portion of, what was it, Portland, Oregon? A, a whole portion of the city that was closed down and they, they called it an autonomous zone. <laughs> people were doing who knows what in there for how long. You know, just total anarchy, total chaos in that left-leaning city. You know, that, that leftist strong, stronghold in the in the in the southwest uh, there, or the, or the northwest up there, or the United States of America, the northwest. I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Where, who, where was the trials about that? Where was the trials about the Antifa people? You know, I had a friend uh, during the Trump inauguration in 2016 who had his, his limousine blown up by Antifa. I mean, where was, the, where was the trial for terrorism? Where was the domestic terrorism? The people that lit all the buildings on fire all around the country. You know, I was touring the country at that time. And I was looking at the damage firsthand in these cities. And I'm like, people don't even understand how much damage was done because the news didn't play it. They said it was mostly peaceful, mostly peaceful protests. So we're in a real battle. And some people have called it a culture war. I guess it's a culture war, but it's really a spiritual war. And so maybe I'm that voice in the wilderness. I don't know that has to call a spade a spade and say what it is, but this is what it is. Because ultimately, if, see, if the globalists, if it wasn't a spiritual battle, then why wouldn't they leave Christians alone? Why wouldn't they, they just, if it was just about making the world better and they really cared about the environment and they really cared about all these things that they say they care about, well, then why, why is it that we can't just be who we are? You know, they talk about inclusivity or inclusivity or whatever, and then they talk about, you know, uh, you know, love is love, and, and, but where's the love towards Christians? They hate Christians. They don't, now, now Christians that are true Christians that really are following Yeshua, that are following the word of God, we actually have love. We have the, the most purest form of love. Uh, you know, the, the, the love that comes from Christ, the agape love, I mean, that's, that's a love that literally loves everybody. It even says love your enemies. 
You know, and so a real biblical Christian, you know, following the golden rule and, and, and being a, a voice of truth and light in this world where we want to get people saved and set free and healed and delivered. Um, hello, that's like the kindest, nicest person you will ever find if you find a real authentic Christian who loves the Lord, is spirit-filled, on fire for God, you're going to get true love. Not the people that are saying love is love. Those people, have you seen how vicious and brutal they are? But they say, oh, love is love. Love is love. Yeah, but then they attack you. I mean, have you seen some of these people on social media, how vicious? And, and I've, I've witnessed it in person. I've had people attacking me in person as we've gone around. And, and you know, it's not the point now where we, you know, we got to think about having security where we're at because it's so vicious and so demonized. And, and so there's people that are fighting this battle and then there's people that are totally apathetic and then there's people that are pretending to fight the battle, but they're not doing anything. So there's a lot of layers to this. So I, I like uh, Prime Minister Orban, what he was saying. Let's listen to a few more minutes of the speech and we've got to go to another break. But uh, I think and it was good. in 2013 and 14 and 15 and so on, each and every year. But how did I manage to destroy something that was already ruined? To answer to this question, you have to be a rabid liberal. Finally, with my invitation... You have surprised the elite of Democratic Party, too. I want to be clear. We respect the government of the United States. We are guests here, and we need to behave decently with the current administration as well. But there is another side of the coin, which I cannot ignore. Your administration has put Europe, and especially Brussels, under ideological pressure. This is not good for us. It's bad. The Obama administration tried to force us to change the fundamental law of Hungary and delete Christian and national values from it. Do you get it? The leading power of the free world wanted to force us to change our constitution according to a globalist liberal concept. How bizarre. This came as a surprise and caused us a lot of pain. But we resisted this attempt successfully. Since then, we are not the favorites of the American Democrats. They did not want me to be here, and they made every effort to drive a wedge between us. They hate me and slander me and my country as they hate you and slander you and America you stand for. We all know how this works. Progressive liberals didn't want me to be here because they knew what I would tell you. Because I'm here to tell you that we should unite our forces. Yes. Because we Hungarians know. Yes. Because we Hungarians know how to defeat the enemies of freedom on the political level. Amen. Amen. Let's do it. Dear friends, we Hungarians defeated communism, which was forced on us by Soviet troops and arms. It took a while. We began our fight 
1956 and one in 1990, but we did it. Our fathers fired the first shot, and we, their sons, won the war. We know what we have Ronald Reagan to thank for. Reagan still gets a lot of applause here at CPAC. But communists are tough to beat. They rose from their ashes, came together with the liberals, and come back all around the world stronger than ever. If somebody has doubts whether progressive liberals and communists are the same, just ask us Hungarians. We fought them both, and I can tell you, they are the same. So we had to defeat them again. See, that's important. They're the and same. Since 2010, we keep winning, winning, and winning. Last time, last time, with the endorsement of Donald Trump, which we are grateful for, so much winning that we are just scratching our heads. You know, winning has become our daily habit. But, but we know the old saying, yesterday's home runs don't win today's games. I've been a member of parliament for 32 years, spending 16 years in opposition and 16 years as prime minister. I learned that a quitter never wins and the winner never quits. That's right. This is the secret of our victories. All right, you got Victor Orban there. This is the Todd Coconato Show. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Todd Coconato Show today. And we'll be right back with the show, but we need your support. If you can go to toddcoconato.com slash give, toddcoconato.com slash give, and help us in our fight against the globalists, against the demons of this world, literally, the demonized people. This is a spiritual battle at the highest of levels, and we are in this battle on the front line, standing for truth and righteousness, advocating for religious liberty and freedom. ToddCoconow.com slash gift. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. We've been listening to... Hungary's Prime Minister Viktor Orban. Thank God for men like him. Thank God for people that are speaking truth, standing for biblical Christianity in our world. I mean, he makes me want to move to Hungary, but I love America too much. I'm going to stand here. But I tell you, I mean, this is, we can't give up these rights. We can't give up these freedoms. We can't give up the things that our forefathers fought for because once you lose a right, it usually takes a war to get it back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not something that you just get back. And I think a lot of people are still asleep. There's many of you that are awake. You're doing different things in your communities. I know many of you have showed up at the school board meeting. Some of you run for office. Some of you are very active, involved in, in politics. Some of you are intercessors. Some of you are intercessors for this ministry. Thank you. I can think of a specific woman that literally, she's one of the main people that keeps this ministry going. And she is become a great friend and just precious person of God. I don't know what we would do without her. She's a godsend. And this is the thing. I'm telling you guys. I mean, we need people 
that are willing to stand up and say, you know what, I'm going to be somebody. And I was talking to this congressman, I said, you know, because he was a little bit down. And I said, here's the thing. I said, even if we go down standing, we'll be like Dietrich Bonhoeffer's, you know, in history. At least God will know we stood, people will know we stood, and we will know we stood. Our families will know we stood. So even if we don't win on this side, we win in heaven. That's what Mike Lindell always says. You know, we're still going to win. I mean, we're on the winning team. Now, I think we're going to win on this side because in history, and the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun, there's been many times when this has happened where, you know, evil regimes, think of Napoleon or Hitler, Stalin, Mao, you know, they've been crushed by freedom-loving people that said, wait a minute, no. And it was good versus evil. And that's what we're dealing with right now. It's good versus evil. We're at a precipice. And now we're in an age of, of technology and all different types of ways that they can propagandize people. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are deceived. The thing that hurts me the most is when I see Christians that are deceived. And, and I think a lot of these people like Victor Orban, I have a friend, Sati Dimitrikova. Uh, she's from, um, you know, uh, over there in uh, Eastern Europe. And in Bulgaria, and she she tells me, you know, hey, we know what's going on. Like they've seen, if they were part of the Soviet bloc, they know what's going on. Anybody that lived through that, they understand. They see what the modern left is trying to do here in America, and how wicked it is, and how they're slowly strangling us, and they're purposely trying to destroy our country. They're purposely trying to make us vulnerable and open for attack, weaken America. What kind of people? Think about it. They're, they're, they've taken an oath to defend the Constitution, and here they are trying to destroy the country. It's quite, it's quite unbelievable if you think about it. Let's play a few, minute, four, uh, few more minutes of Victor Orban and our coverage of CPAC 2022. have to stand by your country in good times and in bad times. Dear friends, I'm here to tell you we should share our experiences. I am here to tell you that our values, the nation, Christian roots, and family can be successful in the political battlefield. Even nowadays, when political life is ruled by liberal hegemony, I am here to tell you how we made these values successful and mainstream in Hungary. Perhaps our story can help you keep America great. So here is our story. The key to our success story is that when we fight, we give at least 20%. We tell the truth and represent the truth even if half the world attacks us for it. You cannot win half-heartedly. You either give everything you have got and win or play it safe and lose. So first and foremost, we need to trust our Judeo-Christian teachings. Yes, we do. They help us decide what actions are right and what actions are wrong. That's right. The Bible. If you believe in God, you also believe that we humans were created in God's image. Therefore, we have to be brave enough to address even the most sensitive questions. That's right. Migration, gender, Speak and the it. clash of Come on, civilizations. Man. Don't worry, a Christian politician cannot be racist. So we should never hesitate to heavily challenge our opponents 
on these issues. Be sure Christian values protect us from going too far. Moreover, we know that at the end of our lives, the moment will come when all our actions will be judged. So you can't do anything, you have limits. As Clint Eastwood said, a man has got to know his limitations. <laughs> but unfortunately, the left in politics does not know any limitations. And my friends, as it happens, today's progressives try to separate Western civilization from its Christian roots once again. They are crossing a line that should never be crossed. That's right. If you separate Western civilization from its Judeo-Christian heritage, the worst things in history happen. Let's be honest. The most evil things in modern history were carried out by people who hated Christianity. Yep. Don't be afraid to call your enemies by their name. You can't play safe, but they will never show mercy. Consider, for example, George Soros, as you call him here. In Hungary, in Hungary we call him Yuri which means Uncle Georgie. The wealthiest and one of the most talented Hungarians on earth. Just a hint, be careful with talented Hungarians. Uh, I know George Soros very well. He is my opponent. He believes in none of the things that we do. And he has an army at his service. Money, NGOs, universities, research institutions, and half the bureaucracy in Brussels. He uses this army to force his will on his opponents, like us Hungarians. He thinks that the values dear to all of us led to the horrors of the 20th century. But the case is exactly the opposite. Our values save us from repeating history's mistakes. The horrors of Nazism and communism happened because some Western states in continental Europe abandoned their Christian values. That's right. Speak it, and buddy. And today's progressives are planning to do the same. They want to give up on Western values and create a new world, a post-Western world. Who is going to stop them if we don't? Dear friends, I have also learned that in order to win, it is not enough to know what you are fighting for. You also have to know how you should fight. My answer is, Play by your own rules. But how do you do that? It is as simple as it sounds. You must play to win. That's you it. cannot like expect Trump. victory and plan for defeat. You have to believe that you are better than your left liberal opponents are. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's Victor Orban. I'd love to continue to cover him. Uh, we only got a few more minutes left in the broadcast. This is the Todd Coconato Show. We'll be right back. All right, the Todd Coconato Radio Show, live from CPAC, Dallas, Texas. 
Hungarian's Prime Minister Viktor Orban were going through his speech. Very, very good. Very powerful speech. Very powerful speech. Um, definitely recommend you listen to the whole thing. It's about a 35 minute speech. We've listened to about 16 minutes of it. Uh, but you know, he's he's basically giving the playbook of the of the deep state and and exposing that they are calling good evil and evil good. And the the best people that understand this strategy are people that lived under communist Russia and the Soviet Union. They, they get this because they are still alive, and uh, these are people that saw the whole thing. And then they saw what Reagan did in standing up against totalitarianism and pushing back. And so now we have another evil with China, which has been bolstered by the deep state and by those like George Soros, which would l- love to see America lose its superpower status and cease to be a Judeo-Christian valued country, which many say we've already lost that. Well, sure. I mean, if you look at the secularism and all the postmodernism and, and much of the stuff that we're pushing as a country, but there's a remnant and there's a good size remnant, by the way. In fact, my friend Mario Murillo says we can't even call it a remnant because it's so big. But the thing is, is where I kind of differ with him on that. I still think it's a remnant because we need to see more people actionable and actually doing something. And I talked a lot about that in the beginning of the show, how there's a lot of people that just want money or just want to, you know, fame or just, you know, are sitting there and they're saying the right things, but are they doing anything about it? And we, this is a time of action. It's a time of big faith and big action. And so that's what we do at the Religious Liberty Coalition. That's what we do here at Todd Coconut Ministries. And we're very careful and we make sure that we're doing it legally and, and not doing anything where we're going to get, you know, they're, gonna, they're already attacking us enough. But we've got to do it in a way that's, that's actionable and effective in waking people up, putting people up in, in strategic positions around the country, fighting all the corruption and, and beating them at their own game. And so it's a chess game, but we have the Holy Spirit. We have divine strategy and wisdom. And so that's the thing. We have God on our side. And I know that that sounds cliche, but it's the absolute truth. We're on the winning team. And so we've got to take a stand. And that's why it's so critical, crucial, important that we continue in this fight. And I know sometimes it gets frustrating. And I know sometimes the devil wants to wear us down, but we're just getting started over here. We're just getting started. We've got to continue to push back against this. Otherwise, we are going to be like Israel that went into captivity several times. And so don't tell me there's no historic precedent. Don't tell me there's no biblical precedent of, of people of God going into captivity. Sure there is. And what was, their, what was their crime? What did they do to get into that captivity? They worshiped idols and they walked away from God and they walked away from the truth. And the Bible says the truth shall set the captive free. And so we've got to keep standing. We'll cover a few more speakers in the next day or so here. I thought it was important we cover Victor Orban, but... You can listen to his speech. It's a little bit censored online, but you can find it on there on YouTube and different places. Hung- Hungary's Prime Minister Viktor Orban. Just put Hungary Prime Minister Viktor Orban full speech if you want to hear the whole thing. Uh, but thank you for listening to this broadcast. Like I said, we'll, we'll cover some more, and uh, we will be back uh, pretty soon. All right, bless you. ToddCoconato.com. <laughs>